When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. It is a dramatic reaction for, it's currently City 3, Everton 0. There's about two or three minutes left. Uh, but the match isn't going anywhere at the moment. Um, I am joined by Mark Moosey. Um, trying to bring a bit of levity to this. Mark, we're in a pub in the Lake District here. Um, <laughs> um, do, you want, do, you to, do you want to describe um, describe what it's like? The, the, paint a picture for our listeners of the environment we're in. We've had a we have had a lovely weekend here, and the food today has been, do you know what, acceptable. But if the service was be to, to be described in any one particular word, the only one I've really got for it at the moment is Everton. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Um, I, I, I need say no more to the people listening about what sort of standard that is. But, yeah, I think not only because of the, the personal experience that we've had today, but I think from a footballing point of view, it's just been the most quintessentially Everton two hours of my life. Um, seeing a, a football team come into a game who are clearly decimated by injuries and suspensions and just unfortunately having a collection of absolutely terrible footballers. But to, to put in a performance against, yes one of the Premier League's greatest ever teams of course but they really haven't played well uh, and we're, we're still what on 89 minutes I'm, I'm still waiting for Man City to actually kick into anything other than second gear um, and the, the fact that Joe I'm not, I'm not saying that none of us expected to not get beat today because that's that's unfortunately just the, the nature of what this game means for Everton in the last few years but I think the the level of just I think I think that the summary I'd make for it today is when you saw all of the players coming on after half time for the start of the second half, absolutely didn't want to be there. Did not want to be there because they just knew what this second half looked like. We wouldn't have a shot on targets, which I don't think we have in the second half. Um the, there's no real impact that we can make in any particular area of the pitch. And yes, again we'll go back to the fact that we are depleted in so many areas, but as, as we look at the away end now on screen, which has got about four people left in, um, credit to anyone who's who's really made that effort today because it's been it's been a really really dismal ninety minutes. Yeah, it's it's been shocking, and you know as we sit here watching now, Everton are finishing this game with their central midfield as Tyler and Yango and Andros Townsend. Um, so that, that's sort of where we are at this point in the campaign, but. You know, it's, I, th- I think you're right in regards to us. <laughs> just got to laugh at Nick Preble here cheering for corners on his bat. <laughs> Everton have got the chance of a, a late consolation, but um, I think I think all the goals, you know, while they're, while they're very different, they come from similar situations, don't they? Where you know, I speak to Dave Mooney in the week about City and the way to get at them, and he said, "Our Palace beat them," was they got about them and they pressed them and they tried to yeah. to, to mix it up and, and win the ball back and, and transition from there. And the corner's predictably gone straight into the hands of Edison. Um, but all the goals that we can see today are Everton being deep and not being able to get out quick enough. The first one, Cancelo, 
has got so much time on the ball. It's a ridiculous pass, don't get me wrong, but he, he picks picks out the man with, with so much time. Rodri again, edge of the box, no one really near him, no one closing him down quick enough. And, and the same with the third one, it's, it's a shot which deflects into the, the path of Bernardo Silva. And, you know, I don't know if it's a case of everything going there and, and setting up that way and thinking it's the best way to necessarily win it, or just the players haven't got. We haven't got the players at the moment to, to go and do it. It's. Um, you know, it's just, it's hard to watch, isn't it, right now? I think if you're going to play like this and you're going to constantly play like this, you need to be getting results. And, and unfortunately, we're in a situation now where by the time we kick off next weekend against Brentford, there's going to be two months since Everton won a football match in the Premier League. Well, I'm, I'm, we're going to go on to what Everton are going to look like in that Brentford game, which, quite honestly, beyond the, the back four and Jordan Pickford is, is anyone's guess. But I think that the way that we... The way that we've set up in this game, and I think what you were alluding to in terms of how we play, we look like how a bottom half team approaches most games, uh, in, in particular this one. You know where Which is what we are. You, yeah, we, yeah, we are at the moment. Yeah, but you you classically sit deep and you you absorb pressure and cross your fingers that it just doesn't get as bad as what it has been in the previous season, and it, it it's been very much damage limitation from the the point where bizarrely it came on the forty third minute, and not the third, given the the nature of the game but it, it just feels like the inevitable has, has come true today but you know, in, in the grand scheme of it of course we can all we can all sit here on the back of this game and say well this this was never going to be pivotal to, to how Everton season panned out and as much as you've got to play these teams we realistically looking at that, those next six games leading up to Christmas you probably do look at Brentford next Sunday and say well that, that is clearly a, a lot bigger in terms of Everton trying to salvage some form of points this side of this side of the new year, but going into that now without Damari Gray, you'd have to say looking at the nature of his injury, it looked like he knew instantly that he he was in trouble. It looks like a Paul groin, and we're probably looking at a few weeks without him. Um, Richarlison picking up a fifth yellow card today. We're without him next weekend, and we are realistically looking at what Rondon Awobi all playing next weekend and. If you offer me a point now away from home against one of the Premier League's newcomers, I'll probably snap your hand off. Uh, and that's, yes, incredibly disappointing. But it, how, it, how desperate the situation are they in now? In your, you know, long, I, you know, I think in, how, how many time. points are we on? What, is that 15 points now? Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't think what you're alluding to, I honestly don't think that that comes into the conversation at the moment. And the main reason, the, the main two reasons for that is that I've seen how bad the rest of the league are as we, we look at a Premier League table at the moment that have got some god awful sides in it. And we've obviously got some good players to come back into this. This is, who listening to this, they're saying, well, we are one of them. We, at, at the moment, we are we are one of those sides. You know, we haven't won for two months. We played teams like like Watford and Wolves. Um, you know, and, you know, been ahead against Watford. And we ultimately got beat by them five two. You know, it's not yeah. it's not as if up until the last two or three games we had a brutal run of fixtures. We've been we, we we've been just as bad as anyone really over the last few weeks. Yeah, I think you. I mean, you have to make a pretty hard argument to suggest that Everton are one of what. Uh, I know this is the most depressing podcast ever, but we are not one of the, the worst five or six teams in the league, for example. You, you could suggest that we are right now, but that is without all of these players that we are we are hoping are going to come back and, and, and come back strongly. But again, this talking about how bad we are and, and the fact that we're not quite as bad as other teams is not necessarily what, what we want to be sitting here and talking about. And I think it's just, from a big picture point of view, you can look back and... I mean, we'll do this every time we get beat or, or drop points against poorer sides than us. At, at the amount of money and the amount of time that we've we've come to to see a team that 
we're looking at now where you just think it's, it's really hard to care about you 11 lads on the pitch um, and I think media- just, just, watch, sorry, just watching Fabian Delphi for that second goal I mean he, after all the praise he gets last week, he, he gets out to Rodri and then he turns his back on the shot and yeah, just, just, just cowers away from it. If you watch them coming out for the second half, that nothing about that goal or the third goal that we've just seen from Bernardo Silva would shock you at all because it looked like a team. The, the, the team looked like how the fans would feel at half time at the Etihad there, where you know you're 1 0 down, you know you've got absolutely nothing up your sleeve, and if anything, it's only going to get worse. Um, we're allowed to think like that, and, and professional footballers aren't, obviously. and don't get me wrong I've, I've seen Everton throw the towel in to a larger extent in the past and I've seen it this season as well um, but I think t- to go back to the point where we're, we're looking back at five years of false dawns and that kind of lack of progression I- I'm looking now at the next 18 months to two years I, no no one could convince you that it's going to get significantly better than how it is at the moment um, whether that's because you think the players aren't good enough whether that's because you think Farhad Mashiri's not intelligent enough as a football club owner to, to progress us or whether you think the manager's not simply up to it and to be honest on, on evidence of the last what eight to ten weeks you could argue that any of those things are true um, and I think from from an Evertonian's point of view we, we've spoken so so much this season about being sort of disconnected and disengaged from the football team and I think when you are in situations like the, the team is at the moment coming off the back of games like we've just seen where it was just the, the most obvious processional defeat ever it, it's very hard to try and pick positives about where where this is going to get better Um, and disappointingly I think over the next four or five weeks given the availability of players and given the nature of the opposition that we've got I I honestly don't think it is going to get better in the short term yeah it's it's really grim Um, just on Everton's attacking play today as well uh, what brief moments though I mean there were chances on the counter-attack where we, we got the ball and went forward and you thought if you picked the right pass here you'd get in yeah but not only did they, they constantly pick the wrong pass I mean the moment they summed it up was when Shea was <laughs> I mean, it's it's so bad, but it's funny. But Seamus Cole picks the ball up in Manchester City's six-yard box and end up, ends up by the corner flag, trying to dig a cross out somehow um, <laughs> from nowhere. But you know, it's that's not really working is it at the moment. You know, Gray obviously was early on, but he's he's come off the boil a little bit since he first started. Townsend's the same; he's not chipping in with goals anymore. Mm. Richardson was you know tough job against them, but was was pretty woeful for Al Gordon. You know, nowhere near it really today as well. It's as much as we're shoddy in midfield and shoddy at the back, and we're not keeping clean sheets. Yeah, you know, does that look like scoring a goal at the moment? Even you know, what? How many? How many games is that now? What is that? Three games. We scored. We scored at Wolves, didn't we? At Wobie, but. No, in three of in three of our last four games, we haven't, we haven't scored scored a goal. Yeah, it, it feels like all of the the positive attacking moments are coming by chance as opposed yeah. to by design, doesn't it? And it, it it's very hard on the back of watching an Everton team at Man City to to try and I, I can't sit here and say that there was no attacking plan today because that we've seen so many Everton Everton teams go there and not really have an attacking plan. But I think on a on a big picture for for this season. And I think it, it, it is because of the nature of, of how the manager seemingly wants to play, whereby we're able to absorb 
pressure. Uh, we're able to. Oh, we well, that, that's the theory, isn't it? In terms of we're, we're, we are happy to afford other teams' possession. Um, yes, again, that today's game was absolutely never going to be one where we were anywhere close to 50-50 of possession. But we we look unhappy to have the ball. Um, and that scared. that that again on the ball. again that's synonymous with a team who is happy to just be in the league. Um, and I'm not saying that 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 is. Rafael Benitez as MO at all because it's clearly not and we all know where we want to be and we, we, he'll give all of the spiel about wanting European football but fuck just looking at that team that. look at someone like West Ham for example or I know they've had a disappointing result but there's so there's so many more teams who are on more of an upward trajectory than, than we are currently um, and, and yeah it is hard because I'm, I'm hanging so much on the fact that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is so, so pivotal to how this team operates going forward. And I think it, it's probably games like that now, isn't there? I know that you'll, you'll forever have speculation about that lad because of how good he is. But if we were to, to lose Calvert-Lewin, that, that's essentially the, the style of team that you're, that you're looking at every week. Um, but I think... It, in terms of today's game, I think as soon as Damari Gray goes off from an attacking point of view... You've got absolutely nothing because as much as Richarlison is a capable finisher, when you've got Gordon, who's just, in my opinion, not ready yet, uh, I'm, I'm not casting him out by any means, but he is absolutely not ready to take a pivotal role as an attacking player in a team that wants to challenge for Europa League or, or whatever we're aiming for this season. Um, Anders Townsend's trying to do this kind of advanced central midfield role, which became the number eight role. Um, it's it, it's all very much thrown together going forward. And Damari Gray is your link between what is left of your midfield and Richarlison. And as, as soon as he goes off, I, I mean, we're, we're trying to score a goal away at one of the league's greatest ever teams. And we're taking Fabian Delph off and bringing Salomon Rondon on. I actually got one of our mates today to take a photo <laughs> of that moment because I just thought, if ever, if ever I'm happy in life and need bringing down a peg or two, I'm going to use that in future as as a, a realization of what Everton means. Uh, and and at the moment, given the the nature of the squad, that that is that is what it means at present. Uh, it's just it's just grim being here again, isn't it? In in this situation, you know, it's. <laughs> Even at the start of the campaign, so the thought, oh, you know, this, this might be might be all right, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's really really heavy. But you know, we've got to get on the move anyway. We've got to get back home from from the lakes. Um, any final thoughts? You, you're excited to see Rondon, Townsend, the Wobi, and Gordon. Gordon. You know, the, um, you know, in tandem together at Brentford next week. I'm I mean, I mean, you know, just on all seriousness about that game, I think if you look at the, the, that that week of fixtures as a, a trio. Or maybe a double double header between Brentford and the Derby, mm. and you can say Yanni Mina can play one game, Decore can play one of those games. It's it's horrible to say, but you've sort of got to say the Brentford game is more important at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Well, in in that breath, do you risk one of those? If are we talking, were we talking about Decore being potentially back for that yeah. Brentford Liverpool kind of four or five days? Yeah. I mean, in an ideal world, and we've we've got absolutely no substance to hang this on but I don't know why we say that we need him back for the derby or we need him back for the derby because the reality of derby games in the last 20 years is that we probably don't win them um, Brentford 
even at this current state is, is a, a game that is potentially winnable but I honestly I, I don't think I'm being massively pessimistic when I say that a point is looking like a good result there next weekend because they're a team that are capable of scoring goals they'll, they'll cause they'll cause us far more problems than we will cause them and uh, I think you kind of just do have to to take Everton's attacking capability with a pinch of salt at the moment and say we, we are in we, we, there is no way we score two goals at Brentford next week well, no sort, way we're sort of, you're sort of writing off the games against you know City, Liverpool, Chelsea already at this point aren't you it, yeah you, know, you have to you have to yeah absolutely and I mean we had, we had a, a crack at Mashiri in, in the past haven't we for kind of having low expectations about going into big games but that, that was because the team we felt at that time was particularly ready to kick on ready to compete and ready to, ready to go up against the bigger sides in the league and we, we are absolutely not at the moment we, we need to just find points from anywhere and Brentford is that opportunity and albeit depleted quite frankly we need to find a way to do it yeah, uh, we won't leave it there. We have got to get on the move. Uh, cheers for everyone listening. Sorry it's a bit shorter than usual, but spirits are low. Um, <laughs> not, got, not got tons more to add. I'm sure with some time to reflect and some time to think about it. Uh, in the week, we'll do some more analysis on the shows. But cheers for listening, as ever. Uh, that's been your post-match reaction for City Free, Everton nil. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll speak to you again very soon. Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, simple enough. Just got to get in there with my screwdriver. Do you mind handing me my screwdriver? Are you trying to say screwdriver? Well, I mean, you're saying it weird, but yeah, sure. Look, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big and pay someone to install this for us so you don't have to pretend you can. (laughs) I know my way around a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. This is going to take a Philippe's head for sure. Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not... Do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.